Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Mennies. Bushwhacker, Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mount and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my God. (laughs) We're in. (laughs) We've had had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. My name is Carl Carafel, and welcome to the longest-running weekly episodic program here on Love Wrestling. Welcome to Turnbuckle Talk. This week, a little bit of a change going on here. We have a different overlay, and we have a new guest showing up here this week. Somebody that I don't believe has been on the program yet, but I'm very happy to welcome the Canadian Goose. How's it going, brother? I actually, uh, I've done this show before, 100%. Okay. You did one episode at least. Okay. Okay. I I wasn't sure, so I'm like, yeah, I better just... Tout it as that. Oh no! Well, I I appreciate the fact that yeah you'll have me on a uh you're having me on a, a second time. Uh, you know I I'm I'm kind of bummed that the first one wasn't uh, super memorable. But what do we hey, do? Let's... This is episode two hundred and eighty three that I'm doing right now. Um, it has been a long, long time, as you saw in that new little part of the intro there with uh, Jazzy Gaber, with Liba Bates, with uh, Bushwhacker Luke, uh, you know, with uh, Jeff Jarrett at the end there. Joe saying, love that intro. Joe was a big part of those as well. Thanks for stopping in, Joe. Yeah, Joe I was impressed with, honk, uh, honk. With, all the, uh, with all the major talent you had on that thing, like... Some right. of those guys were were pretty cool. I was like, I was popping for the bushwhacker guy, and <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I was like, oh, Gunner's on here too, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, <laughs> is is Gunner? Is he the guy that uh, was he Jackson Riker in WWE? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he, I, I've heard he's kind of a chode. <laughs> uh, a, a, a little bit. I mean, um, so. Full disclosure for everyone. I, I'm I'm a religious person, and I have been all of my mm-hmm. life. I, I believe that there is a uh, a higher entity that is out there, um, Gunner or Jackson Riker or whatever, um, believes the same thing, but is very much so in your face about yeah. it right now. And on I'm, Twitter I'm sorry, and... I didn't mean to inspire a, a conversation about politics oh, or, no, no, or no. religion here. That wasn't <laughs> my intention. I just, <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, it's it's all part of professional wrestling, right? Like it's all part of um, j- just just the, the the attitudes of people that are out there and, and seeing what happens with them afterwards and where they kind of go in their life afterwards which you know like that's 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 all part of it it's no no big deal um 
yeah, Joe, Joe saying here that uh, him and I actually talked to uh, a lot of some of the best there and that uh, Gunner was actually the first uh, wrestler that we actually got to interview, which was oh. really, really cool. Um, I do have to say big thanks to uh, Ryan with Energy Rock Radio. I'm branded for life with uh, oh, okay. Energy Rock Radio. Um, he's, he, he's the one that really allowed for all of that to happen on his platform of, uh, internet radio, which was amazing and fantastic doing interviews up with is some of these people. Cause, uh, yeah, I, I've, of course, uh, I don't know, like a cheap plug, but I've just launched Monday night Shaw here on uh, love wrestling. So yeah. I am looking for, uh, for guests to come on the show and, and chat it up with me. And well, normally I, I use more sort of local guys. I'm, I'm always down to talk to people that are famous. Right. And I yeah. think you've got the second, second one is out or coming out. Yep. Uh, the second episode uh, went live yesterday. It was okay. uh, with uh, Tony Novak who wrestles out of Saskatchewan. And we chatted a lot about uh, our experiences working for uh, CWE and and stuff like that me and me and tony have only met like once but that's another okay. thing that i like about it is even though i i talk to a lot of like local uh level wrestlers and stuff i mean it's still like i could talk i've i've done episodes of monday night shaw with people i've never met ever and and it, it's awesome like we just yeah <laughs> like who's got a problem with turning on a microphone and talking about wrestling for an hour right <laughs> like, right and yeah. especially like like Joe says here, corporate Joe, when Bushwhacker Luke answered the phone call, he explicitly told us that he was only wearing his white underwear. Ooh, la, so la. You, you could really do uh, 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 an interview in absolutely anything you want, did, as long did as that it's make audio you, only. Did that <laughs> make make you want him to lick your face? It did not. Although I think that that would have been quite the cool experience. <laughs> no kidding. I do. <laughs> Interviews are, are an amazing part of what we do as journalists, as people who talk about professional wrestling. And I want to give a big shout out to Spencer Love right now. I appreciate that, but um, I do want to make it clear. I am not a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do interviews, but yeah, there's, there's, I, I, I am very much like, like I say, I turn on the thing and we talk about wrestling. I, I don't go in with a lot of like preparation or anything like that. Very little, usually, uh, literally just turn on the thing. And <laughs> if I want to know about somebody, I'll ask them questions about themselves. And, and, that, right. and that, yeah. So you'll, you'll get to the point where you're classified as a journalist. You okay. Well, will. I mean, if that happens, yep. then, then great. Especially if it affects my, uh, my bank book. And it might. It definitely might. Spencer Love did an amazing interview with Taya Valkyrie recently, mm -hmm. which uh, is live over on the Love Wrestling YouTube page. But I want to give a big shout out to him for actually getting that interview and some highlights of that interview put out onto Fightful.com which is one of the biggest sites that's out there for people to go and get uh, professional wrestling news, rumors, updates, and stuff like that. So congratulations, Spencer. That is a huge accomplishment. And uh, I think I can speak for everybody at Love Wrestling here. We're really proud of you and what you have accomplished with that. That's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Joe. I've, okay. I, 
I'm telling us about watching Andre the Giant doing drop kicks earlier in his career. Oh, yeah. That's what the Bushwhacker guy was talking yeah, about. Yeah, Bushwhacker Luke oh, okay. was during the interview was telling us about him watching Andre the Giant doing drop kicks. That's nuts. Right? I, mean, I I have a difficulty doing a drop kick, you know. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not imagine. 400 pounds. Uh yeah. <laughs> what were you what were you gonna say? You were gonna add something to uh uh Oh, I was just going to say that, yeah, uh, as far as like love wrestling and Spencer's Spencer's interviews go, I would consider Spencer to be like a full on journalist. And he he puts a lot of preparation into his interviews. So like, that's why, like, if me and Spencer ever have the same guest on both of our shows, it's still going to be like a different show because mine's going to be more like on the fly and his is he's going to have stuff prepped out and, and ready to go. And I know that you, you have like a, a, a list of topics and what, whatnot too. So each show is kind of got its own little differences, which is why I love, love wrestling. <laughs> everybody likes to show up and have fun and talk right? about wrestling. Yeah. Right. A plethora of different ways that people can go about doing these shows. And I mean, yeah, I like to just kind of have some, some generalized topics just to kind of keep conversations going. And especially for you that, um, when you're doing an interview and if you interview somebody the same, uh, as, as Spencer has as well, right? Like there's, there's two totally different mindsets that come from that. You as somebody who is a worker, yeah. as opposed to Spencer, who for a while was, was just a fan now turned uh, promoter. Um, so, I mean, like you, you really get different aspects out of it because there are things that you can talk to. Uh, that Spencer really wouldn't be able to talk to as a worker and you can't talk to really the promotional side of things like Spencer could. Right. So it's, it's, it's a really nice dynamic being able to have that. Yeah. A hundred percent there. There's definitely different points of view. And I like a lot of the people that uh, Spencer and I have both had on are probably like, uh, we're probably talking about like Gigi Ray and Karen and Zoe. And like, those are all girls that I've trained with. Right. So we have more like stories and stuff that maybe aren't necessarily like world published things, you know? (laughs) Right. Not, not that we have like secret, like weird conversations or anything like that uh anyway i think we've uh we've we've uh we've been uh kissing love wrestling's ass here for a while and uh, don't, don't get me wrong it's it's very sweet and we love it but uh we should probably uh, uh get on with this show and, and uh, otherwise we've got 10 minutes of plugs at the beginning right <laughs> uh joe coming like in here joe again Rogan experience right oh god I love Joe Rogan. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, you're like, yeah, the first half hour his, you can just skip through. I <laughs> I literally like I'll listen to his podcast sometimes. Not so much now that it's like solely on Spotify, but back when it was right. on like uh, you know whatever the other podcast gimmick is that I use. And every time I would just click fast forward until I heard that music, and it was usually like seven or eight minutes into the podcast, right? Because I knew anything before that music was just Joe Rogan going, "Oh yeah, you got to order some uh, mushroom pills or whatever." Right. <laughs> yeah. Mushroom pills to male enhancements. Oh yeah, medications yeah. and yeah. yeah. Is this yeah. show sponsored by Manscaped? Because we should probably. Uh... This show is. We actually have a spot for Manscaped coming up. Solid. Solid. <laughs> 
Joe, Joe's a hundred percent correct here. First, he says he loves uh, Bushwhacker Luke. I do as well. I still do. Um, and Bushwhacker Luke does death matches. Yes. Yes. Okay. Joe's saying the crazy mofo still does death matches for crying out loud. Yeah. You, you weren't aware of that? No, I wasn't aware. Don't get oh, me wrong. I had heard that uh, the, the Bushwhackers back before they became the Bushwhackers, they were the Sheep Herders. Yes. And they were like a really hardcore team. And like they apparently were involved in like some of the major like concession brawls and stuff that happened in yeah. the in in the infancy of, of that style of wrestling. So I, I was aware that he had done that stuff in the past. But like I, I honestly like I think. I watched the Hall of Fame, and I, 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 I'm surprised Homeboy can even move around, let alone wrestle. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh God! Like, yeah, Bushwhacker Luke is absolutely fantastic, and I still love what he does today. Yeah. So now you, you, you were talking about, um, you know, names like Zoe Sager, who um, I believe today happy birthday, happy birthday Zoe. Zoe, right? Yeah. Um, you, you've actually trained uh, with Zoe, mm-hmm. yeah. so now. The next thing that I have here is um, that the Nightmare Factory. So I'm sure you know what the Nightmare Factory is. You've heard of it. Everybody's heard of it. Anybody yeah. who's, you know, a, a worker recently or keeps up with it knows. I've wrestled um, that guy that trained there. Okay. Yeah. So they've actually announced that the Nightmare Factory has procured a 10,000 square foot facility that they're moving to so from norcross to mcdonough uh, georgia they're they're moving so the fitness center is still currently open um but the new camp yeah. actually begins october 3rd how, so how now, far away from their original location is that i'm honestly not sure like is that gonna bone over some of the students that are like local guys or Probably not. I don't, I don't, I don't really think so. I think like, um, I can't really speak to out, out, out where you are, but I know for like in Ontario, we have like in, in Southern Ontario, like Toronto, Mississauga, you know, like all of those places are all like within 45 minutes of each other. Right. I figure that that's probably what this is as well. I didn't um, mean to jump right to the negative aspect. No, no, it, no. But it was a question that I thought about. I was like, okay, if if my trainer decided to move his school to Calgary, then I'd probably be pretty boned over, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Right? No, no, that's not negative at all. I mean, that's uh, that's uh, people have to know, right? <laughs> and I'm sure for them, they 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 know. Um, and if for whatever reason it is further, then I'm sure that the Nightmare Factory would offer some compensation yeah. and for i mean that, the, the, right? the nightmare but... factory uh like that's a top-notch like school too like yes. and with them getting like a ten thousand foot facility and stuff and a lot of uh wrestlers that have uh made their name in AEW on dark and elevation and stuff have come through there so like uh it, i feel like this is kind of going to be like the aew performance center that's exactly where i was going with this um, I, I wanted first, I mean, you kind of really, really hit the nail on the head there where you said like, you know, it's great to have these facilities. That was going to be something that I wanted to talk about is the, uh, the need for training schools and for facilities like this that have gyms in them, which hundred percent we need, because if you're not trained, I don't want to get in the ring with you. But the way that it seems is that this expansion 
is clearly for that is for like an AEW breeding grounds, kind of what the old NXT was for, right? The old NXT was kind of like that. You go there, you do your training and then you get your call up. Yeah, that's I would suspect there's I'm not really a TV this. element to this, though. Like, I, I don't no, think they're going to be changing uh, NX, like AEW Dark to AEW Nightmare Factory Showcase no. or anything. Like, like <laughs> I, yeah, no, probably not. Um, I do know that when they do 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 shows, um, they do have like like shows that they do with the people that they've uh, they've been training with, and mm-hmm. they do actually put those out onto YouTube, which is really nice, and they even do them live and and stuff like that. So solid. Yeah, like it's it's absolutely fantastic. Now, you, I'm sure, went through some sort of training school. Uh, yeah. yeah. Was it I, anything? It wasn't on, like an like... official school school. It was okay. more like my training is like a weird. I have a weird training uh, background, but I like I because I came in as a ring announcer. And then one day, one of the wrestlers was just like, oh, I've set up the ring in my backyard if anyone wants to come out and and train and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm interested. And he was like, well, you're totally welcome. Come on down. And so I started training with him. And we did it for like a couple of months. But it's Alberta. The Mm -hmm. the ring was in his backyard. Don't get me wrong. It's Andrew Hawk. So he's a a very reputable wrestler. Knew what he was doing uh and everything but in alberta it starts to snow at a certain point during the year and it's not safe to wrestle in a ring that's full of snow (laughs) so we ended up having to 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 stop that after a while and then i kind of went on and wrestled just on small little uh shows and you know i had a a limited skill set and i just kind of put other guys over and stuff and then uh eventually mrb and the force wrestling started up and i i joined up with them and i think that would be more akin to an actual like wrestling school and so i went there and i was there for a while and then that ended up shutting down and then metal opened up his school and that's also uh uh a, a very reputable and and still running to this day uh, oh, nice. wrestling school yeah so so you you never really had the opportunity to get into a center kind of like this well, like I say, top talent wrestling school is is the closest thing now, but it's it's not a ten thousand foot facility. It's a it's like a garage where there's a there the ring. Like it's not a garage. It's like a right. It's a building. It's an industrial building, and there's a ring in there, and a couple of workout equipments and and and, and stuff like that, and cameras and everything that metal needs to to run shows out of there if if he so decides to do that. Um, but but so that would be the closest. But by no means am I like I've never walked into a place and been like, oh, there's like six wrestling rings in here. And and everybody like, you know, uh, the closest would be the Workhorse Fitness Center. I went down uh, to their training academy in, in Calgary and they had two rings. OK, so but but yeah, it, uh, I, I, I they also had a full like that. That school was attached to a full gym, too. So there definitely would have been uh, some benefits to uh, training right ed thank you for coming by my friend ed says "Ooh, i like the colors and layout also hi carl and honk honk yeah hey, this ed, is this doing, is brand buddy? new um this is the first show that i'm doing with this new layout um i love the color purple i love the color orange as well that's why you kind of see a little bit of orange when uh you know people's comments are coming up there okay um yeah, so I decided, you know what, I'm going to change things. Sometimes less is more. Going with just a little bit of simplicity 
is really nice. And that's what I kind of wanted with this new overlay is just a little bit of simplicity. So I, I was helping train for a little while. Um, my training, okay, the uh, a good majority of my training was done not very well, unfortunately. It was done by somebody that uh, uh, we 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 refer to him now as he who shall not be named. Oh, lovely! Was it Chris Benoit? <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it was not. Um, this person was very much so a pathological liar, claimed that he was uh, trained, claimed that he was part of um, the PWI 500 at one point and, and all of this shit. Um, and he had a, a group of about four of us that were training on a beach. On a beach. Yes. Yeah, in the sand. In the probably. sand. In the doing power bombs into the water. <laughs> yes. That's okay. exactly what it was. Right. Right. Excuse my language. I, the so, one word you told me not to say. <laughs> thankfully, I was able to get away from that carny bullshit. Yeah. And I actually got in with a, a now defunct company called the Superior Wrestling Alliance out of uh, out of Michigan, Upper Michigan. And I was able to get into a ring and I was actually able to train properly with like downtown Bobo Brown and uh, Big Daddy T and, you know, so, so some good, good people. Right. Yeah. People who were actually um, part of good organizations like the NWA. Yeah. Right. Like. So thankfully I was able to get out of that when I started working with a company here locally, they decided they were going to put their ring outside as well. Just like you, okay. right. They actually went and bought tarps and like built this little structure, put tarps over the entire thing so that we could still work and train <laughs> in the winter while they had these big industrial um, heaters propane eaters blowing inside here it was unreal yeah was that was real that's that's pretty that's pretty wild we didn't have anything like that no i remember after it rained and stuff we'd show up and we would take like 14 towels and dry the ring and then we would be like okay it looks dry let's wrestle like wow. <laughs> yeah wow. um, but uh um yeah, Joe, no, thanks I, for stopping in. You have, can I ask you, like, when you did the beach training, was any yeah. of that applicable to, like, when you showed up at the real training, were they like, hey, do you have any skills? And you were like, well, so-and-so taught me how to do this. And then they were like, oh, well, that's pretty good. Or was it like, yeah, so-and-so um, didn't know what the fuck. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> that's the second time. Jesus. Uh, so-and-so didn't know what the heck they were talking about. I, um, I'm really sorry, man. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, it, honestly, it was a little bit of both, uh, uh, to be perfectly open and honest with you. Um, I mean, I had been watching wrestling since I was three years old, mm -hmm. right? So I, I, and I was, I was the type of kid that would actually sit there and, and like intently watch to see what they were doing because mm -hmm. my goal in life was to be a professional wrestler. Yeah. So that was my learning, right? Um, when I went to the superior wrestling Alliance and started working uh, with like downtown Bobo Brown, um, I was able to show him some things that we had worked on out on the beach. Okay. And he said that they were 
good but needed fine tuning. So I'm okay. like, okay, that's cool. But then he asks, can you run the ropes? No, you, you probably not. Nope. <laughs> Never have I, uh, you know, ran ropes in my entire life because I had to train on a beach. Yeah. So he was like, all right. It would have been a wake up so, call for you. Sure. That's pretty like, shit. Hitting the ropes for the first few times is, oh. is, is painful. You got the marks down, down, down your back. You got your armpit is all, you know, red and tore up and oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was fun, <laughs> but I kept going back. Yeah, I definitely well, kept going back. That's, that's so, good. And I'm glad to hear it. I just wanted to, I just was, was curious as to whether these uh, beach tr training uh, had any uh, like value, like did anyone just solely do the beach training and then get on shows? No. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cause, cause, as soon as these people found out that what this guy was doing, okay, they immediately yeah. were like, "We got shut no, down," and they put a stop to it. Right, so he he like got shut down hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that that was my experience of of actually starting and training, and yeah, it was it was it was a bunch of carny bullshit that was going on. <laughs> It was. It's, well, I mean, that's it, wrestling is a very dramatic and uh, thing, and there's there's a lot of times where you do meet some unsavory uh, characters. But right, I feel like it's getting better this day and age. Like there there are definitely some locker rooms where you're like, okay, they're not putting up with any bullshit in here, you know. And then there's other ones where it's like you could get away with a little bit of stuff, but you know, I mean. Nowadays, like I, 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 I don't usually like to to pry into other people's business and whatnot. But there's definitely, like, like I say, like in any aspect of life, really, there there's unsavory characters. But in right. in wrestling, there tends to be a little bit higher percentage. But what are <laughs> yeah. you gonna do? Just you know, you're right. You're right. Going from like this guy that I was training with to former promoters that I worked for being charged and thrown in jail for things that I won't speak about with children. Um, oh, yeah, gosh. yeah. Really a lot of like unsavory type of crap that you have to deal with in, in professional wrestling. William Regal is a guy that has really uh, tried to change the professional wrestling business from that carny type of bullshit yeah that we just talked about to making things uh, a little bit more um savory i guess jpj thank you for coming in on vacation oh. again but just wanted to say hey i appreciate you Was my friend thank JPJ, you jpj did you go to flair's last match were you at that show I'm, I'm I'm interested to know. So if you I just heard me ask you that question, let me <laughs> let me know because I I actually watched that uh, last night the entire card. <laughs> yeah, he says he did. Yeah, I thought so. Right on. He was right at on. Uh, it, he was at Flair's last match. He was at um, the GCW show. Um, you know, plus he was at the SummerSlam. Okay. On vacation again. Dude, that's I awesome, wish. man. I, I yeah, I, I would have loved to have gone to any of that stuff. I mean, the Flair's last match, like, I mean, you've probably already talked about it, but it was like it had its its ups and downs for sure. But like, I one of the things I thought was a little weird about the whole show was it just didn't seem like 
people were like that stoked for it. Like there was, there you, what wasn't like a lot of like crowd chants or anything like that. Like right. it was, it was a bunch of like awkwardly, like really. I mean, and I, when I say awkwardly, I don't mean to disparage anyone on the show. Cause I just meant like, there was a lot of like really crazy athletic wrestling on it. And then it was headlined yeah. by like Ric Flair at like 80 years old. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. poor Rick had a, a rough night, but I, you know, uh, which of those three shows was your favorite uh, to attend there, Joe? JPJ. Sorry. His name, his name is Joe, right? I honestly don't know. I've, I've always just known him as JPJ. I think How terrible JPJ of a friend because, am I to not know. Because his name is Joe and we had, uh, we had Mighty Joe as well for a while. So in, right. in order to uh, alleviate confusion, we, we ended up dubbing JPJ as JPJ. Well, Mighty Joe got to... Com- uh, oh, G- GCW was his favorite. Awesome. I've Yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff about GCW, and uh, some of their guys have been coming in for us recently. Uh, we had... Uh, uh, what was his name? Jordan Oliver? Uh, Could be. Yeah, I I want to say Jordan Oliver. <laughs> yeah, I, I I but I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to get him confused with the Oliver guy that does all the like uh you know like food preparation stuff for Thrifty oh. Foods and Sobeys or whatever. <laughs> um but he came in uh yeah, we uh, El Gringo Loco is coming in uh very soon to wrestle heavy metal. So there's there's been some pretty cool uh, GCW guys coming around uh RCW lately which has been uh, a lot of fun. And, yeah, uh, that yeah. definitely would be. Uh, I do believe that I remember JPJ actually talking about uh, the GCW show and being in the third row and how he actually had a friend uh, there with him. And that friend that he had said that that was the best show that she had ever seen in her life. Um, well, I mean, considering she was not really a wrestling fan from what I remember, um this was kind of like maybe her first show um that weekend was probably the first couple of shows maybe that she had uh, actually seen but she had a blast at the gcw show as well i don't doubt it like uh, i mean as somebody like as i mean as somebody who was a casual wrestling fan for her who's probably seen like a little bit of wwe and whatnot to show up at a GCW and like I've watched a few GCW shows. They're they're nuts. I almost yeah. did it again. They're they're <laughs> crazy. Like yeah, they, they just like it's it's like adrenaline on crack as at some points. So I, I have no doubt that it it blew her mind. JPJ uh, just uh, uh, clarifying there, saying yes, it was. Uh, she got the full spectrum for her first weekend with those three events um so yeah she she i guess she was at all three events with jpj as well and did get to witness you know a wwe event a gcw event and then an independently produced event as well showcasing uh, a bunch of talent from multiple different companies that's that's amazing yeah that's really cool 100 percent and so, I, 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 I am honestly like jealous that he got to go to Flair's last right? match because, like, at, even if it wasn't a masterpiece, it was, you know, 
and and it was still ho- hopefully Flair. it is Flair's last match. I saw a thing on on Facebook yesterday of Flair in Puerto Rico, and I think it was Carlos Colon was punching him out, and I was like, please, I do not want to see yeah. Ric Flair wrestle Carlos Colon in 2022. <laughs> nope, I don't either. I do not. I I saw that. Yeah, there was the two pictures. The one where they're just kind of standing there, and then one where he's yeah, no, 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 yeah. unnecessary. <laughs> William Regal has been a guy who has always wanted to kind of take the carny stuff out of professional wrestling. Right. We were talking about William Regal. Yeah. No, it's all good. Um, so he he recently said on his own um show, talking about Triple H and and how him and, and Triple H had been working together for for years, um like nearly a decade to help develop NXT into the brand that it is today. And I found it really interesting, um, this quote here. Um, He says, he was charging them to get them tryouts with the WWE. He was doing a few things that I didn't like. Although I knew him, I liked him, and I got on well with him. I didn't like the way he was doing that. I don't like that. There are a lot of, we've heard, the word carny in wrestling there's a lot of carny stuff that goes on and i don't like it i tried to avoid it and i tried to change it i might as well say this and i'm saying it now that was the whole point of nxt was to try to change as much of the carny you hear about the culture of nxt was to change as much of the carny nonsense that goes on in wrestling was to change that NXT was created to show that we are all polite athletes that you can be proud of. And I thought that that was really interesting considering just aura of, you know, professional wrestling and, and, and how it can really be seen as uh, a, a sideshow carny act at times when you're looking at smaller independent promotions that are trying to get themselves out there and get themselves over. Right. So really interesting. I thought it was really cool to, uh, to just kind of hear that from William Regal. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot and of I respect mean, when for they that guy. Say carny stuff. They mean like unsavory, like activity and like things that are like not cool and whatnot. Like, right. I, th- I think like when I think of carny, I, I'm not sure if anyone else sees this, but I have a frozen goose on my screen. Well, that means it's a good time here. Let us take a look at some of our sponsors. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. 
the wrestling brand. Support for Turnbuckle Talk as heard on Love Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Love Wrestling at Manscaped.com. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and Beatdowns. And Turnbuckle Talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. And welcome back to the longest-running weekly episodic program here on Love Wrestling. Welcome back to Turnbuckle Talk. A little bit of, you know, it's live TV. It's live. That's, that's live TV. It's live programming. That's what happens. Shit goes down. Electronics shut down. Shit happens, but it's all good because we did get... The Canadian Goose back here with us, bringing him back up on screen. Hopefully, this is going to work. All I'm seeing is a black screen from you. So he may he may have to duck back out or goose back out and come back in. No worries. We're going to continue on talking here some more professional wrestling with some really unfortunate things that have happened uh, as of late that we've learned about. So the first one that I want to talk about is Jay White. So Jay White, um, one of the most fantastic um, people in in professional wrestling. I love the work that he has. Um, Switchblade, Jay White, absolutely fantastic and amazing. He has to leave, and we've got the Canadian goose back here. I'm sorry, man. My computer <laughs> had, uh, it just went blank and died. And no, I, it's all oh, good. okay. So then I tried to get you on my cell phone, and then I'm kind of dumb. So every time I tried to, like, okay, go back out of the window, then it closes it. And I'm like, oh, so the oh, computer's geez. back up, and hopefully uh, we don't have any more of those sort <laughs> yeah. of issues. Uh, my apologies. Um, it's all good. It's live. Yeah. It's live TV. It happens. I get it. I get it. It's all good. <laughs> I'm talking right now about a couple of little uh, small unfortunate things that have happened in professional wrestling. Um, 
The first being Jay White. Jay White with New Japan Pro Wrestling um, has actually had to be removed from the August 9th today and August 10th tomorrow shows. Is he injured? Um, well, the, the official release that I'm getting here is that uh, New Japan made an official announcement revealing that White has been removed from the promotion's upcoming shows. White is apparently suffering from heat stroke-like symptoms. Oh, okay. And his removal is a precautionary matter. Um, it was also noted that he did take a, um, uh, a COVID uh, test as well, but that okay. came back negative. So we know that it isn't any of those symptoms and everything is okay there. Um, He was scheduled actually to wrestle in the uh, Hiroshima Sun Plaza um, this evening. If he's got heat stroke, you you pretty much like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think I, I don't recall ever having heat stroke, but I I know it's a serious thing. And like, you wouldn't be able to wrestle like you're dehydrated. Right. Yeah. Like, if I don't have like, uh, like, if I don't like sit there and drink a bunch of water before I go out to wrestle, it gets real rough. <laughs> so, Powerade. Yeah. Powerade all the time. I used to drink all the time. Get that fluid, get those electrolytes into me before I went out to work. Always. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're hoping that Jay recovers quickly. Like I was saying, I'm I'm a huge fan of Jay White. Like I always have been split switchblade Jay White, um, current leader of the Bullet Club. Inspiration, I, 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 right? I'll be honest, I'm not very familiar with him. I have uh, seen a little bit. Uh, yep. I like him, but he is my he's my cousin Dale's favorite wrestler. And uh, really? Oh, yeah. And my, my cousin Dale, like, uh, he's like one of the few people I'll talk to about wrestling very regularly. So, uh, he, he, he's, he's definitely a fan of, uh, Jay White. I also like, uh, he told me that Jay White uses the sister Abigail as his finish, which is the same move I use. So that, that, that makes me happy. And (laughs) and I like watching some of his stuff to see interesting ways he sets it up and stuff. Cause I, I've seen some really cool stuff. Like one guy had him in in like an air raid siren and then he just kind of fell off the guy's back and went right into it. I was like, Oh, I'm going to steal that. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I do have to say Dale is a very smart fan. Yes. For liking jay white yeah he he, he loves AEW. okay well yeah aew takes me to the next person that we're going to talk about here and that is a wwe legend who is currently with aew and that is mark henry so now mark henry joined the busted open radio show with uh, bully ray and they actually welcomed lex luger onto the program to discuss Lux Luger's uh, upcoming WWE Legends biography that's happening on A&E, which those have been fantastic from what I have seen so far. I've absolutely loved them. Um, they're the they're like two hours long, but they don't feel like they're two hours long. Oh, I remember right. when they did them back in like 1999 and they had ones about like Mick Foley and, and yes. uh, Steve Austin and stuff. Like, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. The Mick Foley one is is one I recall because I'm a huge Mick Foley fan. These ones here are just as good. I believe that there 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 is four of them that are out right now. Um, Lex Luger is happening this coming Sunday, I believe, or maybe it happened two days ago. Okay. I can't I can't remember now. But so so what did Mark Henry have to say about this? Well, 
Was in he the interview, plugging it um, or like- well, no, not really. I mean, Mark Henry was really inspired by Luger's uh, attitude. Um, you know, especially with him being confined to a wheelchair now, Lex Luger is. Um, he was really inspired to kind of open up about his own issues that he has. So now, lots of people have really wondered why Mark Henry is not wrestling on AEW programming as it was kind of touted that he would be. Well, he he revealed that the reason is that he suffers from nerve damage and that he has what are called power surges where he just absolutely collapses. Oh, no. And then he needs yeah. the use of a wheelchair as well. Yeah. So it's it's really unfortunate. Um, it sounds like diabetes or something like... Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's it just says that he he just said that he uh, revealed revealed that he's suffering from nerve damage. Yeah, nerve damage is different why. than diabetes. So, but like, yeah. you know, if you have like a diabetic low, you can get quite like a oh, clap yeah. and stuff. You know, I used to have diabetes. It was rough. Yeah, it, and and it just like comes on like that. Sometimes yeah. you don't even know that. My mom, my mom, the same thing. She she's a diabetic and. Yeah, there are times where we could just be out and then she's just like, no, give me something now. And she yeah, just starts yeah. to like sink, right? So it's scary. It's very yeah. frightening. Cause like, like I say, it's happened to me before where you just said, like, you just suddenly, like, all your energy is zapped and you're going to, you're going to pass out if you don't eat some sugar. Right. And, yeah. She always had something in her purse, something just a little, little something, whether it was, yeah. uh, whether it was a little bit of candy or whether it was some, uh, um, like applesauce. She would carry around little little yeah. uh, containers of applesauce with her, right? They always yeah. told me to have so. like a half a can of Coca Cola and then have a sandwich afterwards to like sustain it. Because yes. if you just drink the Coke, you're gonna be in the you're gonna be ten times worse in half. Right. Hour it's gonna go so. from like, here yeah. to here. You're gonna crash. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, it's unfortunate. But anyway, I, I do right. hope that that Mark Henry is able to uh, to to speak with his doctors and hopefully find out what the heck the uh the issue is and hopefully they're able to to cure him um i hope so you know. too yeah. and i'm sure i'm sure that he is i'm i'm sure that he's actually talking with uh with physicians and trying to figure stuff out which will be which will be good now will we I'm ever see him think, back in the I'm, ring we don't know but like i'm trying to think of like some art some aw dream matches i'd like to see with mark henry and I, the only one i can really think of that comes to mind is mark henry versus keith lee i think that would right. be great I would say Wardlow as well. I would like to see oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Henry and Wardlow. Yeah. Who knows? We might get that. Hopefully. Hopefully. Something that fans of Love Wrestling will be getting is something really, really crazy. Ahead of NWA 74, our very own Zach Ralph is going to be talking with Trevor Murdoch. Oh, cool. That's happening Wednesday. So that's happening tomorrow. That will be live on Twitch. This channel right here. Twitch.tv slash lovewrestlingca. Something really special, though, is if you want to get in on the conversation, you need to go and register for the Love Wrestling Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash m slash lovewrestlingca. And there's going to be an exclusive audience question and answer that is available to those Patreons 
to be able to talk with Trevor Murdoch and ask some questions through Zach Ralph. So a special Wednesday night edition of Power Out with the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Trevor Murdoch. And that's happening at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Solid. I just wanted to make sure that we talked about that because that's that's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's a big opportunity for anyone that wants to uh, speak with uh, Trevor Murdoch. I remember Trevor Murdoch back in the day, and he was in a he was in a very uh, popular tag team with uh, Lance Archer, or no, Lance Cade. Lance Cade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lance Archer is a completely different guy. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. That's the Murder Hawk. Uh, but Trevor Murdoch's he, he he's not somebody I've heard uh, a lot about like recently or anything, but I remember liking him because he was different than everybody else. Right. Like, uh, like that's the, one of the things where you were saying earlier about how William Regal wanted everybody in NXT to become across as polite athletes and stuff. And I was kind of like, okay, well I, I don't want people in NXT to come across as carny sleaze bags, but right. I also, I don't want everybody to be a, polite guy like there's got to be one or two like country hick assholes that'll just beat you up or whatever like you know like i i i think variety is the spice of life in professional wrestling uh so like i i you know i i don't think everybody should be exactly the same or it gets too cookie cutter and then you're just watching the same match over and over again eight times on a show (laughs) and yeah. Well, I mean, not not that I think that uh, that William Regal was meaning that everybody needs to be uh, like polite and doing like the same thing as yeah, everybody no. else on the show, but being more that uh, polite outside of the ring, like being that type of yeah. person. Ed, let's you're not, so right. Let's not be. Uh, let's not be like douche canoes and 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 burn <laughs> the towns and the news and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ed is saying Trevor is doing a hell of a job in NWA. I fully agree with that. Um, with Tim Storm kind of taking a little bit of a step back in the NWA as uh, you know a mainstay there and kind of going more onto commentary. Um, Trevor Murdoch is a guy that kind of really stepped up and and has had some amazing matches and 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 programs with Nick Aldis and. Yeah, I think he is doing an absolute amazing job. Astrid, love you, girl. Thank you for coming in. I'm kind of surprised that there wasn't a whole uh, lot of, uh, sorry. Goose is here too, Astrid. Do you see that? Goose is here too. I was just going to say that I I, I was surprised that there didn't seem to be a whole lot of uh, NWA representation on the the Ric Flair's last match. Uh, show right i thought that I, was weird they they had like jim crocker promotions was plastered everywhere but i don't yes. re- believe i saw one mention of nwa because i don't believe that it was an actual nwa event yeah it was it's simply weird, like, a jim jim crockett uh promotions event that was going on it's yeah so i i don't think the nwa had anything to do with it short of allowing some of their uh workers to possibly work the show yeah, which that's why that's why I'm surprised because like you know Flair was a big part of the NWA, you know, huge. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, Ed Ed's right here. Conrad Conrad Thompson actually bought the name, uh, you know, Jim Crockett Promotions. Okay, he thinks. I mean, I'd be down to watch think, more yeah, of their shows. Right. Like they were, it was it was good. I I it had a very 70s or 80s like kind of throwback feel to. 
especially like every time they went to like just plug something and they came up with this like music i was like oh this this music right? is interesting like i feel like this would fit right in as the soundtrack to like some porno or something like it was yeah, yeah it was weird right. it, it was like jazzy saxophones and whatnot like yep. It, 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 it's it, that's exactly what it was like that 1970s kind of transition vibe music <laughs> Astrid of course saying that she is watching NXT as well of course she is because at 10 p.m. tonight you're actually going to get the double feature once again um, of NXT where they talk all things NXT as well as power out happening right after NXT is over but she does say hey goose Hey, how you doing? Uh, I will say I'm interested to see how NXT kind of goes from here on out. Now that like Vince McMahon is is gone and mm-hmm. Triple H is sort of in charge and 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 now the head figure again, uh, I'm wondering is if NXT is going to see like a bit of a facelift because it it kind of went from being really awesome to being kind of cheesy. It 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 did, it did. They are doing some pretty good things over there though. Um, in NXT, they're they're they're. It's still watchable. It's still enjoyable to me. Yeah, and I mean, um, it's only the second week that Triple H has control, and I, I like I don't expect them to to immediately band in their rainbow color scheme and go back to the black and gold or anything like that. Right. But like, I don't know. Like, there's been like things have been happening. I think on Raw last night, Dexter Loomis showed up. So like, and then Killian Cross or is that no Carrion. Carrie and Cross showed up uh, on yeah. SmackDown, yeah. and Dakota Kai was on SummerSlam. So they, they they're 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 making moves. I'm just curious to see how that affects NXT because it's kind of like the I don't I don't want to be like reductive, but it's kind of like the C show. So like Triple H's main focus is probably on Raw and SmackDown, and I, I I'm I'm curious as to who whose main focus is NXT and and. And what kind of uh, changes we're going to see within that system. Because I think that's the most interesting one where it's got the most possibility to be different. Right. Right. It definitely does. Now, those names are exactly... I I literally just had that up on my screen. Like all of those different names. So Bailey returned. Dakota Kai. Dexter Loomis. Karrion Cross, Scarlett. Bardot. Um, mm-hmm. All names that under the two week regime of triple H have all come back. Yeah. And they're stars and they're presented as big deal. Like, (laughs) right. And that's, that's, that's the thing. So now we we all know that. And, and Ed, yes, for Ed NXT 2.0 has been the most enjoyable wrestling show for his viewing habits. Um, and that's fantastic. A lot of people enjoy NXT 2.0. Um, it, it does have a lot more uh, professional wrestling that is on it as opposed to um, what we're used to seeing with like Raw and SmackDown or even starting to be with like AEW where there's, you know, wrestling and then, you know, 10 minutes of promos and then, you know, so NXT really does, does a very good job in that, uh, that time frame that they have to put out professional wrestling and still tell stories. NXT 2.0 has done very well for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now you talk about the changes. So triple H we know under the black and gold regime was the driving force behind all of it, behind all of these uh, independent stars from other companies coming in 
and uh, becoming WWE talent. We don't have that Triple H there anymore. But yeah, who that's... we do have is Shawn Michaels. Now, I'm hoping that Triple H is going to kind of look at Shawn and go, this is your baby now. Make good. Do me proud. Okay. I mean, I don't know if Shawn Michaels has any experience as like a booker or like a creative guy or anything. Uh, I mean, I'm well, sure him and Triple H were running, and whatnot, but yeah, but him and Triple H were running uh, the black and gold. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, see, was, I, I, did, I didn't know. I thought it was like a Triple H uh, soul situation there. Um, no. Like the thing I think about the, the difference between black and gold and the current one, like you say, is the current one has a lot of wrestlers where I'm not to say anybody's bad or anything, but I, I don't really know who any of them are. Whereas black right. and gold would constantly be bringing in people, big names from the Indies. You get your Keith Lee's and your, you know, all these really big name indie guys. And then on, on NXT now I'm watching and I'm seeing like new teams that I'm, I'm very unfamiliar with and, and right. not just teams, but wrestlers in general, you know? Yes. But there's some that I'm, I'm quite high on. I like, uh, I like Roderick strong. He's really good. Of course. Um, I like his, 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 uh, his, uh, his group. I watched him wrestle Damon Kemp recently. And I think Damon Kemp is good, but like, again, it's like, just a dude i'm not familiar i don't know who he is i've never right you know um but i i like the show for sure when i when i have seen uh what i have seen from it is pretty pretty good and i i'm also uh becoming a fan of uh uh braun breaker right i still think he has a terrible name which i believe <laughs> we discussed in detail last time i was on turnbuckle talk uh but but uh I, I thought his his promo was pretty good. Yeah, he was yes. doing a promo against uh, JD McDonough when I when I watched and and I thought it was good. JD McDonough though, I don't know if he's much of a, a threat to to Braun Breaker because Braun right. Breaker is like twice his size. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm I'm really high on Joe Gacy. Right okay. Now. Yeah. Was I he? Just, uh, did he used to wrestle on the Indies uh, for like CZW and stuff? I believe so. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I believe so. Okay. Um, I re I vaguely remember seeing him somewhere, but I don't know where. Yeah, I, I seem to recall from back in the day watching like old CZW and stuff that there was a guy called Gacy. I think it was this guy, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent. You know, could uh, be. I just I, I I love his work in the ring. I love the gimmick that he's got going on right now. Like all of it is just yeah he he looks pretty demented he's kind of like a modern day like he's got he gives me bray wyatt vibes you know bray wyatt mixed with so this i i'm sure you know this name waylon mercy i've heard the name yeah uh i like waylon mercy is kind of a takeoff on uh, uh cape fear right yes yeah um yeah. i don't know i find like uh just from my impression that i've got from joe gacy is he's a little bit more like he's not as like deranged and out there and like hor there's not as much of a horror aspect to it, but he's got that sort of deranged sort of psychopathic, like almost in a corporate way. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah. And then I, I saw last week when he had his, uh, he has his new buddies. Uh, they used to be a uh, British uh, tag team, the grizzled young vets. Yes. So they're now Who totally look yeah. different. Yeah. So he is giving me like, he's giving me like vibes of, of of like bray wyatt and like raven that kind of thing so 
I, I, I like a good wrestling cult leader. There's no doubt about that. Right. So if I were to say the name Dan Spivey from years ago, <laughs> do, you, do you remember that name? Is that that's Waylon Mercy, isn't it? The same yes. guy. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah, like that, 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 that whole character there was just, it felt very like cultish, right? Like cult leaderish, just like Ed is saying there. Um, and that's, that's the total vibe that I get from Joe Gacy, but I absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, if you like that Waylon Mercy and, and even Bray Wyatt and stuff like that, uh, I highly recommend checking out Cape Fear, the movie with, uh, Robert De Niro and uh, Nick Nolte. And it is, it's one of the best like horror movies. Like it's so good. It's just, it's got an amazing, like song, like the theme song would be such a good theme song for a wrestler to come out to because (laughs) like immediately you're like, Oh, this guy's going to hurt somebody. (laughs) Like, yeah. 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 Ed saying that Dan was more Bray Wyatt than Joe Gacy to me. No. And I, I totally feel that as well. Yeah. That's the thing. I like, I, f- I feel like Joe Gacy's a bit more clean cut, you know? Yes. Like he's not yeah. coming out with dreadlocks and, and looking all gross. And he, he's very clean cut about the way he's presenting himself, which very is different. So. It's like different from Raven and, and Bray Wyatt who are yeah. kind of, you know, sleazy. Right. <laughs> Yeah that's, yeah, that's a good way to put it. They yep. Smell like cigarettes, or you know, yep. like cigarettes and booze. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we were talking about black and gold. We're talking about Triple H. Talking about the new regime that's really happening with Triple H. This is where we get to the last topic of the show where we're going to be talking about get the E out and a little bit of speculation on someone else's part. So during a panel at the gathering in North Carolina, Jerry Jarrett, Jerry Jarrett, was that the gathering in North Carolina, the the ICP gathering? I, Oh, I don't know if it was the ICP gathering. No. Oh, okay. I thought thought that's what the (laughs) gatherings were. It was like uh, the uh, the gathering of the juggalos or whatever. And I was like, why is Jerry Jarrett there? Could you imagine? Like in his chicken salad. Could you imagine? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? The juggalos are always talking about chicken hunting. Right. Yeah, I was watching uh, when he, he was on the Flair's last match thing, and I was like, "Oh, this is Jerry Jarrett guy. He looks like he, I don't know. He kind of looked like he was like medicated or something, you know? Like he didn't see him altogether like with it." Right. No, you're right. Yeah. He didn't. But he definitely is, though. Okay. Yeah. He just he he just really hasn't been on screen in. Yeah. No, he's years. a like like he's a he's a very elderly. Uh, man so like yes but I, I i don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not trying to to crap on him or disparage no, no, no. him at all i'm just <laughs> saying that, that he had kind of a blank look in his eye <laughs> was yeah he did anyway yeah, so Jer- jerry jerry was at the gathering we've established that it might have been an icp thing we're not sure we're not 100 percent sure but it happened in north carolina so i mean anything that happens in north kakalaki Definitely could be anything part of the Juggalos. Okay. So he's there and he commented on Vince McMahon's retirement from the WWE and how he feels Triple H will do in his new role. So this is what he's quoted as saying. They didn't tell me not to tell anybody. So I'll tell you. Hunter called this week 
last week. Um, the Raw crew and SmackDown crew together and said, my father-in-law and Stephanie's father, we admire him and we respect him. He reached success that we would never know without him. But we don't know how to do it his way. And we're not going to try to. We're going to try a new way. And I think the new way is to put wrestling instead of sports entertainment. I mean, that's pure speculation on my part, says Jerry Jarrett. That's where I get this whole thing of get the E out. I'm really hoping that this may be something that actually comes to fruition where we actually see more focus on professional wrestling as opposed to the full entertainment side of things. Because just as Triple H says there, they don't, they can't do what Vince did. They don't know how to do what Vince did. So they have to do things their way probably wired very uniquely yeah what are while i have a drink of my non-sponsored dr pepper why don't you give me your take on those comments there from triple h to the crew uh it it seems like an accurate thing to 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 like why would you want to like you know like it's triple h wants to be his own man and stuff and like if you just try and go in there and do a cheap impression of vince mcmahon like we've seen that over the years like we've seen it in tna and other places where it's just like they're just trying to do a cheap imitation and that's what it comes across as so yes uh, don't get me wrong i'm not a person that will sit here and advocate for let's take all the entertainment out of wrestling and just have like athletic contests like I think that the entertainment value, the promos, the, 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 the trash talking, the angles and stuff I, is all like a very, very important part of the, uh, the presentation. Like, I mean, I, I wrestle as the Canadian goose and I honk and I have feathers on, like, I'm obviously, you know, going to be a little biased in this way, but, uh, I, I, I do think that, um, having a bit more focus on that sort of stuff and then less focus on like cheesy juvenile humor and you know things that that you know maybe vince mcmahon would have found them funny or whatever but they're not really over anyways like if if you're gonna do cheesy goofy stuff at least make it over cheesy goofy stuff right you know so right so yeah yeah. that's i mean it's all speculation at this point i just watch people have athletic matches where they fight watch ufc like right you know or i would suggest if you're the professional wrestling fan watch new japan i'm but yeah new japan i know does once in a while you know kind of have their um what what would you what would you call it comedy they have uh, you know once in a while there's a little bit of a comedy act there but hey hey and you it's know? it's one of those things like it just it's a it's it's a very much peanut butter and jelly are mixed now we're not there's no separate them like it, it it seems to me like the best way to 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 do that would be to you know maybe maybe make it little focus it and make it a little more realistic and stuff but also like yeah i watch wrestling to have fun 
you know? So is, if right. you put fun things to watch on my TV, I'm not going to be angry about that. Like it's entertaining. And like, I, I, I do watch it for the, the amazement of the sport. And I, I'm, I'm always dazzled when I see two guys go to the, do a moonsault to the floor. Like at Ric Flair's last match, I saw, um, uh, uh, Alan Angels and Bandito, they both did a moonsault to the floor at the same yes. time. I was like, oh, wow, that was incredible. I hadn't even heard anyone talk about this. And I feel bad for those boys that took such an incredible risk. And, like, it's just they did it. Now it's done. And let's move on. Like, no, they did a moonsault to the floor. <laughs> like, come on. Like, <laughs> right. <let's> give them props. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't know. I just I, – I, I – personally feel like entertainment is an important part of wrestling. And I, I, I don't know. I think, I think people are going to probably maybe have a different opinion than I do, but like, I think I, the right type of entertainment. Yeah. Like the I, moves I that happened in the ring, like you said, the double moonsault to the outside, that's entertaining. As Ed points out in the comments down below here, remember Triple H helped write the DX stuff. He loves the immature childish humor too. I mean, uh, the thing about the DX stuff was the whole, the, like I was talking earlier, like at least it was over cheesy yeah. stuff, you know? Right. So like if he's going to come up with more cheesy stuff, that's real over then I'm all for it. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, you know? Uh, but I, I don't think that cheese is going to be his focus. No. And nor should it be. Like, no. uh, you know, like the, the comedy should be like something that, you know, is used as a, like a buffer between like, you're going to have these, these two guys go out and open the show and it's going to be an incredible, like outstanding match. And then you're going to have a little bit of a comedy thing so people can laugh and have experienced some different emotions before we ask them to full on go in and be like, okay, now check out this other athletic match right? where, you know, we're, yeah. So goose, this has been absolutely amazing. I appreciate yeah. you hopping on here and talking some professional wrestling with me. Um, I do want you to take this screen here. And you're going to tell everybody where they can find you, what you've got coming up. The floor is yours. Uh, well, the best place uh, to get a hold of me uh, is probably at Canadian Goose KS on Twitter uh, or as Kyle Shaw on uh, the uh, Facebook there. Just Kyle Shaw. You'll you'll see that I do have like my profile picture is a picture of me as the Canadian Goose or right, right not. Uh, I'm also on the Instagram and uh, I think my name on there is the.canadian.goose. And it is for sure. I just checked. Uh, also, uh, please, if you if you are interested in uh, supporting uh, myself, the Canadian Goose, uh, sign up for, um, uh, or not sign up for, excuse me, uh, go ahead and visit my Redbubble page. I know that Carl has one. I also have one. Uh, I got over 10 designs, probably like 13 or 14 uh t-shirt designs and uh red is an awesome little canadian company so if you're a, a, a fan of the canadian goose and you live in canada you're not going to get overwhelmed with like uh confusing exchange rates or uh steep chip shipping charges like i can literally have the uh, red bubble print me a t-shirt send it my house and i've had them do that a few times this is one of them and uh every shirt has been under 30 dollars so 
thirty dollars is is a is a little on the higher uh, price side. It, but it, uh, at a, if you were to go to a wrestling show and buy a T-shirt, uh, thirty dollars would not be considered an unreasonable uh, price at all. And so, yeah, so for for thirty bucks, you can have a T-shirt uh, emailed or sent to you, mailed to you physically. Uh, but there also are uh, like hundreds of other items. Like you can have the designs printed on shower curtains or clocks or phone cases, you know. So there's there's a ton of different things on there. And I, I highly recommend uh, any of my Canadian fans uh, go check that out. And if you're an American fan and you see something up there that you like, uh, let me know and I'll see about putting it up on Pro Wrestling Tees for you. Because I have tell a store everybody- there too. And tell everybody about Monday Night Shaw. Oh, yeah. Monday Night Shaw is uh, right, right now I'm doing it bi-weekly. So every two weeks, um, the, I've released uh, so far an episode with uh, uh, Bobby Sharp, who uh, recently made his uh, return to wrestling after uh, uh, a hip replacement surgery. And then uh, just recently uh, with Tony Novak, who uh, wrestles out of Saskatchewan. And me and him uh, chatted a lot about his, uh, his experiences with the CWE and just to traveling around and being a young wrestler in general and whatnot. Um, and then uh, the next one that will be going up is uh, with uh, Derek Cross from uh, from Calgary, Alberta, who was one of the first students in Lance Storm's uh, uh, wrestling school. He, he was part of the first class ever. And uh, so I talked to him about that, talked to him about some of the unique wrestling moves that he did. We, we wrestled each other recently in, in Red Deer. And uh, so we talk about that a bit too. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to, to airing that one. That'll, that'll be out in uh, two weeks. And for all of those episodes, make sure that you're going to the Love Wrestling YouTube page. They will be posted there. Have they gone out onto Twitch as well? Do I don't know? think they air. I don't think that that Spencer puts them on Twitch because I I I record them ahead of time. I don't do them live, okay. Okay. Uh, just for scheduling purposes and stuff. So I'm pretty sure he's he's putting them up on uh, YouTube, and there may be a, a podcast. Uh, like they might be going up on podcast apps as well. I believe they are. Uh, I know that. Uh, uh, I don't know if you have the link or whatnot, but uh, Spencer is looking for people to rate the podcasts and get them uh, up in in the. Uh, top 10 Canadian wrestling podcasts or whatnot. So yeah, if you have an opportunity to uh, vote for love wrestling or, or Monday night Shaw as part of that, then please do. Definitely. Thank you so much again, Canadian. Hey man, thank you. I, I appreciate you having me on. I love it. I love having people on here just shooting this shit and talking about wrestling to follow everything. Turnbuckle talk. Make sure that you're following at TB talk pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And make sure that you are checking out Turnbuckle Studios over on YouTube where you will get to see not only past Turnbuckle Talk episodes, but you'll get to see Beats and Beatdowns episodes. You will get to see Carl Carafel unboxes. Um, The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. And who knows, there may even be more things that are added as well. So make sure that you're sticking around to Turnbuckle Studios for all the latest stuff coming out from not only myself, but others as well. To end off the show here, we're going to give you guys a little preview for season two of Beats and Beatdowns. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>